The following is the Women's Liberation Music Hour, presented by Phoenix on WLRN. Welcome back, sisters. This is Phoenix bringing you another experience of women's liberation music on WLRN. Thank you again to Thistle and the Collective for the opportunity to do these. Since we have moved into the autumn here in the northern hemisphere, I love that word, and I'm lessening my hours in the garden, I hope to bring you two hours a month again. I've started a new job, though, so we'll see how it goes. I love these music hours and all that I do with for and about women in my small world, which just keeps pushing bigger and bigger. I want to do more and be more, and there's so much work to do. So, yeah, I'm doing my best as I grow and stretch. I'm working relief shifts for the local domestic violence shelter here, and the training has been extensive and intensive. I am reminded again how radically different my everyday world is from these women who have lived intense and violent male supremacy up close and intimate for years or just maybe for weeks. There's so concentrated. It's just mind-boggling, and uh, I'm grateful to be trusted and entrusted with their stories and their healing and strengthening and growing and resistance. Uh, Yeah, and I'm learning so much from them already, so much. So my hope is for the next uh, music hour, not this one, but the next one in October, to play music about something of their lives. And some of you have already sent me some excellent uh, suggestions for music that deals with male violence in women's lives. So thank you for those. For now, though, this first of the October 2018 Music Hours, this week we'll be listening to Daikon Alex Dobkin, who recently did a local house concert. Alex has been a leading lesbian musician, many of you all already know this, in the recording and distribution of women's music since the 1970s. She has an amazing ability to weave solidarity and pride in the room with her music that hails femaleness and lesbianism. I recorded the concert and stories from lesbians attending that night about the impression Alex and her music has made on them. So I'll be weaving those stories and her music from that night and through time today. And the hour might stretch into an hour and a half. We'll have to see how it goes. I hope you enjoy, and I'm so glad to be back with you. And I'll be in touch along the way. Blessed be. I want to flow in the streams of consciousness Row across the rivers of loneliness Steer clear of the rock Oh, I want to dive for pearls in folds of glistening tides. I want to roll on the high seas ride. Roll on the high seas ride. Roll on the high seas ride. Passions have I long streams of consciousness. I want to flow across the Across the rivers of lonely, I wanna roll. 
How sweet that was These Women by Alex. And we're going to start out with another uh, oldie of Alex Dobkins from her Lavender Jane Loves Women called Beware Young Ladies. And following that, we'll be Talking Lesbian. And then we'll move into some sharing from dykes that were present at this last weekend's house concert, talking about how Alex has influenced them and their hilarious memories and stories of such an incredible musician and dyke and leader and model for all of us, even now. Blessed be. They say young men are bold and free, beware or take care. They'll tell you they're friends, but they're liars, you see. Beware, oh, take care. Beware, young ladies, they're fooling you. Trust them not, they're fooling you. Beware, young ladies, they're fooling you. Beware, oh, take care. They smoke, they chew, they wear fine shoes. Beware, oh, take care. And in their pocket is a bottle of booze. Beware, oh, take care. Beware, young ladies, they're fooling you. Trust them not, they're fooling you. Beware, young ladies, they're fooling you. Beware, oh, take care. They put their hands up to their hearts. They sigh, oh, they sigh. They say they love no one but you. They lie, oh, they lie. Beware, young ladies, they're fooling you. Trust them not, they're fooling you. Beware, young ladies, they're fooling you. Beware, oh, take care. If you want higher consciousness, I'll tell you what to do. You got to talk to a woman, let her talk to you. You got to build you a union and make it strong. And if we all stick together, girls, it won't be long. We'll have more friends, more freedom, more fun, too. I like the living in the country. Of course, it ain't quite that simple, so I better explain just why you got to ride on the lesbian train. Cause if you wait for the man to straighten out your head, you'll all be awaiting, and then you'll all be dead and gone to heaven. All alone, all those nicer women that just passed you by. Mm-hmm. Suppose you're working so hard, it's just outrageous. Your life Hasn't moved in ages, you go to the man, but he can't relate to a woman's mind or a woman's state. While he's puffing his ego, feeling masculine, he's got the whole world he thinks to stick it in. He looks out the window and what does he see but a million women and they all agree. They all agree. 
A women loving a women is where it's at. Yes, ma'am. Now, well, girls, you come to the hardest time now. The man will try to hand you every line. He'll plead, he'll argue, he'll sulk, and the life he'll call every one of you a goddamn dyke, man, hater, castrator. Men are human beings to a 50%. Ah, we're working in the kitchens, here's what we found, scrubbing the floors, here's what we found, and raising the children, here's what we found, and being with each other, this is what we found. If we don't let maneuvering keep us apart, if we don't let manipulators keep us apart, if we don't let manpower keep us apart, or mankind keep us apart, we've won. What I mean is, we ain't got it easy, but we got it. brought Alex to Austin where I was living at the time and I have these tickets here from the concert and they say admit one lesbian <laughs> and that's because we were separatists at the time and we were more than just separatists from men we were separatists from anybody who wasn't a lesbian identified lesbian <laughs> and so if you went to the concert and you weren't a lesbian you were a lesbian for that evening <laughs> we made sure that you knew that so that was very deliberate and then we had to think of a name for ourselves so we called ourselves dyke dimensions and as in the fashion of the day we spelt dimensions d-i-m-y-n-s-i-o-n-s so because um, we had to keep the men out of everything um, but the, the concert was um, interesting in how it started because I was in, the, in a park with a friend and had newly come out, I was only out maybe a year, and we were complaining how there wasn't any women's music in Austin. And so my friend said, well, let's bring some women's music to Austin. And so we said, let's bring Alex Dopkin and we found an album and we looked on the back of the album and there was an address and we wrote her a letter and she wrote back. <laughs> we were like amazed that she wrote back. And then we had to become music producers overnight because we didn't know how to do any of this stuff. So, you know, we figured we rented the, like as everybody else at the time, the Unitarian Church, which was a place where lots of dances were. They were very, very open to us. And we had to go to a press. We went to a women's press, Red River Women's Press, to get... Um, posters and flyers and those kinds of things done and you know then we had to get a signer because everybody had to have the whole thing signed so we had to get that taken care of and um, then there were you know radio announcements and this whole thing so we learned a lot about how to put a concert on just by just having to do it you know and then Alex came to the concert and it was wonderful and um, we put, I was looking for it before I came here and I, I can't find it, I know it's in a box somewhere, but we put up a um, big poster uh, and had people write on, uh, on after the concert and people, uh, women wrote wonderful things about how this was so inspiring and you know, because there really wasn't any music that was coming to town for lesbians. So um, 
And then we brought Alex to Houston. She stayed that night, and then we brought her to Houston for this gig at this terrible place. It was just a dive. I don't think anybody knew it was going to be a dive, but it was a dive. And um, and Alex went home with this woman she met at this bar who was a railroad driver person, drove a train or something like that. So that was kind of fun. Um, and the memory I have of the concert, too, is my friend who put Alex up at her at her house after Alex left, my friend Kat came downstairs and she said, I've got her old guitar strings. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited that she had Alex's guitar strings. So, yeah, so, so that, was, um, um, that was the first time that I did. And then we did other things, too. We brought other people down after that. Um, and, you know, had other concerts, but that was the very first one, and it was really exciting because who knew you could be a musical producer overnight? I mean, and who knew somebody would actually write you back and come and, you know, be there, and you could actually pull this off. So that's my story, and I've always kept the tickets. She's a BD, baby dyke. She's a PD, possible, probable. She's a DD, yeah, she's a definite dyke. She's a P-O-U, positively one of us. She's got high LP, good potential. Suffering from PLT, pre-lesbian tension. It's a terrible thing to watch. She's a wannabe, a D-O-T. Well, if she can't be a dyke today, she can be a dyke of tomorrow. She'll be a D.I.T., a dyke in training, or an F.D.A. Future dyke of America, she'll be a Betty, a friend of Dorothy. She'll be our kind, that's okay. Lethal lesbian code. Is she Lithuanian? I know. Is she Lebanese? Well, she's gifted. She's Labesian, lesbonic, and I happen to know she's a vegetarian. <laughs> she's a member of the team. She's a member of the lodge of the family. She's a member of the church, of the club, of the committee, and she sings in the choir. Is she a lima bean from Kentucky? Or is she a green new bean? Or is she refried? Is she a canned bean in the closet? Or is she now with a man? <gasps> then she's a has-been. No, oh, she's a frisbean in Fresno. In Lansing, 48912. She lives in Dyke Heights. She's an Arkansas Earth Dyke Motor City Dyke. It goes to the pagoda with the Chinese. You bet she collars outside the lines in Charlotte, we lead that lesbian code. Is she an Aussie doik? Check it out. What do you reckon? She's a likely one, Spotto. Gotta be. Ah, she looks a bit sus. She must be of the faith. I'll put her on lay-by. She's a lesbian from New Zealand. She's compass from Aotearoa, kiwi fruit. You can spot the bus driver, spot the camp girl. She's on the bike. Camp is a row of tents. She's a houser mother. Over in Dublin, she's a whatever you're having. In Belfast and Cork, she's a queer girl. A lash, got a glad eye, got a kick in her. She drinks Tipperary water. Oh, we little lesbian girl. 
food. She's the Church of England. She's ginger. She's got Dutch boy fingers. <laughs> She, all right. She's an M.O.T. A member of the tribe. She's a gold star. Got her ID card, and she shops at Tesco's. A sister of the inclination. She's elite in Scotland. Oh, hi, Zap. She's all right. That's a hundred points. Is she a carpenter from Bristol? Is she a bus driver from Nottingham? Is she a motor dyke? Is she a badgy dyke? Does she live in the dykery? Ah, then she's a Fresbian in Fresno. In Lansing, 48912. She lives in Dyke Heights, sort of like 2040. Dyke Heights. She's an Arkansas Earth Dyke, Motor City Dyke. It goes to the pagoda with the Chinese, you bet. She colors outside the lines in Charlotte. We lead lead lesbian code. We lead 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 lesbian code. She's a lemon. She's a lezo. We lead 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 lesbian. She's a big one. She's a bowler. She wears sensible shoes. A wee-lee-lee-lee-lee lesbian code. D-L and D-R. Dyke to the left, dyke to the right. Wee-lee-lee-lee-lee lesbian code. He cuts out from Israel. She's like that. A wee-lee-lee-lee-lee lesbian code. Here's the non-verbal. Non-verbal. A I'm just turned sixty four years old, and I've known Alex since I'm seventeen. And I worked on the lesbian switchboard, 212-741-2610. And we had referrals for just about anything that you could want, a lesbian carpenter, a lesbian doctor. And we had a whole wall with a bulletin board. And if Alex was doing a concert, People would call and say, is anything happening this weekend? Yeah, Alex is at the coffee house. Ah, okay. Um, is there any poetry? Yeah, Fran Winand is reading at the church on Washington. Okay. And so whatever you needed, I think I'm a lesbian and I'm going to kill myself to I need a lesbian plumber. We had. <laughs> so, of course, I got to know the different performers because they would call me and tell me the information of when they were going to perform so I could put it up on the bulletin board. And um, I came to know Alex like that and then found out that she and Liza and her daughter Adrian lived right up the block from me. <laughs> and so then we would see each other and hang out more. So Alex was... Um, doing a concert at Queens College. And she 
insisted that it be women only. So we managed to pull it off and we didn't really have security, but we had security. <laughs> so this boy decides that he is going to come in. And this dyke decides that no, he's not. Yes. So after I told him that he was not, he got a little bit more belligerent. And I looked around, and all I needed to do was look around, and the rest <laughs> of the dykes started coming. <laughs> and he didn't come to the concert. <laughs> and that's how I know Alex. You're an Amazon, becoming brave and strong, clearly and consciously, you see. You're so dykey, how you excite me, how fortunate a female faculty. Oh, gee, I guess it's good for me, H. How heavenly, I never knew how butchy I could be. J for sweet justice, K for sweet kisses, L-E-S-B-I-A-N for letting go of M-E-N. Oppression is no longer over me. You gotta respect your essential sensibilities. Between us is the tie, uterine empathy. V is for vagina, the virgin. You can double your experience until you get through to exactly where you want to exist. Why let them drive you crazy? has heard the story before because I told the story when I introduced her to the women at the concert in Blacksburg, Virginia in the um, 2000s. As a way of introducing her 
I told of my experiences through my lifetime of um, having um, heard Alex in concert for the first time was when I had been visiting my long, long, long time high school friend and learned that she was um, deathly ill. And um, I came back into town just in time to go to the concert, and I was feeling very, very emotional. And I sat at, on a stool at the bar in the um, venue, and uh, tears ran down my, my face as I listened to Alex sing and process the information about my friend. The next time, or maybe, no, it wasn't the next time, several times later when I saw Alex it was at um, Michigan and I was going to her workshop and I walked into the wooded area and she was already there and there were a few women sitting and waiting and I walked up just to take a seat and she looked up and she said hi Sherry and I thought how on earth how on earth would she know my name? And that stole my heart right then. You already had. And so that was, the, the, that was important to me. And then um, later um, we brought her to Blacksburg, Virginia, and uh, had a wonderful concert. She stayed at my house. We had a brunch the next morning. And um, so Alex has been a really big part of my journey through my the lesbian part of my life experience and I have appreciated her always I rely 
Hi, my name is Barbara Esther, chosen my name that way. Alex Dobkin, I was with two other women, and I had met them in San Francisco. They wanted to be a woman's band. And I was singing rock and roll music between Chicago and San Francisco. And this woman, Joan, said, you want to be part of a woman's band. I wasn't familiar with, you know, women doing rock and roll or anything, and I wasn't really a folk singer. But I said yes to Joan and to another woman named Jebby, who was a Sufi dancer, but said she played bass guitar. Joan was a fabulous musician, guitar, beautiful voice, and we were gonna do this, leave San Francisco, tell nobody where we were going, and we were gonna be like a, she was Catholic, she was, we were gonna be like a convent. We are gonna let go of all women, uh, men's music and not speak to men for a certain period of time and see what difference, what other kind of changes occurred. Cosmopolitan Magazine had a Lavender Jane Loves Women ad. And Joan and I said yes, yes to this. And it was before, it was before Olivia, but as Olivia came into the picture, Joan decided to distribute uh, Olivia. And I was sort of her sidekick, helping her um, distribute Olivia Records wherever we could do it, at women's movies or events. I think it was Chris Williamson came first. But we already had a coffee house called Las Hermanas, where my Christian and good group, Holly Neer came. And we had different reactions. I think Meg Christian was the biggest one. We were, I, I didn't think I ever grinned so much. But when Alex came to town and was at the puppet theater, and we were all wondering, who's going to come? Because these short-haired dykes were coming into town from New York. And we were long, I was a long-haired hippie lesbian. <laughs> And, and it just yeah, and it just didn't groove in the same way. But here they were coming, and the puppet theater started gradually, gradually filling up. Well, we already knew the music. We knew the album. We knew that album like 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 these other women didn't know the album because we were listening. We had already listened to it as soon as we saw it in Cosmopolitan magazine. Imagine Cosmopolitan magazine. When I was in high school, saw, I saw the first ad. This is where you find homosexuals. And it said you can go to theater, you can go to a city. <laughs> I was a country girl, and I went to the city of Chicago and decided to be a theater major. All the bases. I told you to. My first role in front of any, uh, my family or anybody was as a butch lesbian. And, I, and it was in an off-off-Broadway play called Balm and Gilead. So this was part of 
my journey into oh, a mm-hmm. world that I had imagined since I was about five. Mm-hmm. When Alice came to the puppet theater, something shifted though, because we didn't have the words. Alex had them. And it moved Joan and I so much to be able to have someone tell us, you can sing and say that word lesbian as loud yeah. as you want it. And we had heard Meg go gay. I heard Linda Shear was my first. The loving Linda Shear's music in Chicago. And she sang, you know, woman I can love you, woman I can touch you. But Alex had lesbian. And something shifted in Joan and I. I, can, I can't even say what it was. But it was like a built-up need to really have a different kind of self-identity that gave us more self-love and, and comfort at who we were, who we were in this world. We had an identity that wasn't connected to just being the woman out there, you know. So this was a particular person. We were special. We were lesbians, and we sang it loudly. And I'm always be grateful for that. Yes. Ah, Yes, thank you. South is cool, north is warm, May and autumn is the norm. No Big Dipper or evening star. The Southern Cross tells me I'm far from home. With dingoes and koala bears, Land of kangaroos, emus, wallabies, and kookaburras in the old gum trees. And I'm falling for Australia. I'm singing Love your lingo, full on doiks, good on ya girls, mind those hooning daggy others. What do you reckon? How you going driving on the left hand side? Love your big wide stroppy style, rave on conversations. I couldn't get a word in Yahoo, Australia. Through five creeks when we visited the women's land. How did they get that piano down three miles of rugged trail? Sydney Wall and Gung Katumba drive more than 2,000 K. Canberra, Newcastle, Lismore ended up in Byron Bay, Yahoo, Australia. Aboriginal Australia, oldest continent on earth, dream 100,000 years before the white invaders landed, blood red earth, 
Black for the people, yellow for the golden sun. Banner of the tribal nations, magic, timeless Australia. With those dingoes and koala bears, land of kangaroos, emus, wallabies, and kookaburras in the old gum tree. My name is Susan Weishart, and uh, I first met Alex 40 years ago, at least 40. It might have been in 1977, I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> but it was at the Michigan Women's Music Festival. I remember it extremely well. I don't think Alex remembers it as well as I do. <laughs> but here's what happened. It was actually the second Michigan, so it was 77. I was sitting under a listening tent where they also had a little row of um, women who had things to sell. And I was helping sell some t-shirts and minstrel sponges. <laughs> and Alex Dobkin, I knew who she was because, unlike Mindy, I read a little classified ad in Ms. Magazine about Lavender Jane Loves Women. And I had already sent for an the album and listened to it, oh, a few hundred times, and <laughs> I saw Alex Dobkin, who was giving a workshop later that day, go walking by with her then-girlfriend, Liza, in her nightgown. nightgown. <laughs> <laughs> they both had their nightgowns on, and then I was so excited, I saw her. I had a girlfriend named Tess, and... Um, we, uh, I went off to Alex's workshop, and I have to say that her words in her music at the workshop and from then on for 40 years have had one of the most profound effects on my life of anything in my life. So that's probably true for a lot of women, but it was amazing. So, of course, I wanted to be friends with her, so I wanted to discuss things with her. It was things we were thinking about. And it wasn't long after that we started this great organization in Grand Rapids, Michigan, where I lived, called Aradia. Aradia. And we um, invited Alex after she and I began corresponding a little, and she was coming to Lansing to give a concert for... Um, not sure who, but Lesbian Connection. Connection. Yeah, Lesbian oh. Connection. So I wrote her and said, why don't you come to Grand Rapids and visit? And she wrote back and said, well, I don't really travel anywhere. I'm not giving a concert. <laughs> so, okay. So uh, pretty soon she wrote back again and said, well, we decided, we being she and Liza, who was at that point her 
sort of ex-girlfriend, and she had a new girlfriend named Denslow, but Alex and Liza were traveling together right then, and she said they would come to Grand Rapids, so they did, and we became friends there, and more personal friends than just through correspondence. Well, so then we decided to have a concert with Alex in Grand Rapids. And this time, she was with Dunslow, and we thought Dunslow should come too. So we raised her airfare by getting donations from the women in the community, the lesbians in the community, and she gave a concert. And we um, recorded it in old black and white, reel-to-reel tape. We even have, have DVDs of it now, or something. And... Um, she stayed with Tess, she and Denslow stayed with Tess and me in our house. Well, we were watching the recording of the concert the next day, and when Tess was in her youth, she had converted from whatever religion she was, Christian religion, to, at that time, to Mormonism. But by the time she came out, she was like, done with Mormonism. <laughs> well, you can be done with it, but if Mormonism isn't done with you, you're not really done with it. And Mormonism, I guess, at least Tess understood, requires you to actually resign or quit officially from the church. And if you don't do it, there's this rumor, I don't know if it's true, that they come and leave a shoe on your doorstep and something <laughs> terrible might happen to you. Well, Tess was really afraid to um, deal with the Mormons. She just was like, oh, I can't do it. I don't want anything to do with it anymore. But all the time, these Mormon men, these young men, because that's part of their mission, would come around in their like white boy suits with their little on collars bicycles? and yeah. well at that time I think they were walking Miami, around still on bicycles. yeah well so she they would come around and knock on the door and Tess would never answer the door she'd go oh no the Mormons are here no. <laughs> and she would run and hide in the bedroom or something well that day we're watching Alex on on the black and white little reel-to-reel thing at her concert the night before, singing really loudly about lesbian, and knock, knock on the door. <laughs> this time, it was to women, which was unusual. And Tess is like, no, no, I can't go to the door, I can't go to the door, somebody else go, somebody else go, and Alex goes, I'll go. Alex goes to the door, <laughs> opens the door, says, uh, may I help you? Well, we're looking for whatever her name, her old name was, and um, we need to talk to her. We already knew they were Mormons, and, and um, she said, well, she's not here right now. And they said, well, are you interested in Mormonism? And she said, no, are you interested in lesbianism? <laughs> enough to be friends with Alex ever since. And sometimes we've spent more time together than others, but we now we work together as on all lesbians organizing for change. Yes, thank you. We spend a lot of time together. We visit each other. We have uh, our, we know each other's families and it's really 
fabulous influence in my life to have Alex around because we always talk about really important things. Like, it could be about like what's going on in the federal government right now. <laughs> or it could be about the patriarchy and its many forms and what we can do to be resisting it with all our might. So, Fortunately, we totally agree with each other. Yes. <laughs> so there's yeah. one of many stories I have about Alex. How do you get to a woman's heart? What do we want? What do we live for? What makes a moment and who? Special few, why her? Why you? Intimacy, intimacy, intimacy. Watch what's real. Need is it? 
That was Intimacy from Alex's Yahoo! Australia album that she gifted me last weekend. I've not heard that song, and I'm really particularly moved by it because it's the only song that I know about that names that particular depth, emotional and spiritual depth between women that I've experienced in myself and heard other women try and grapple to name. And it's not a romantic notion, you know, I know relations with women are complicated, but there is the the potential for intimacy is unique to women loving women. And like Sonia Johnson, I think that that's not possible with men. So when I feel it and experience it with women and see other women uh, in that palatable uh, energetic field for lack of a better word of intimacy it's a gift and it's a gift to have a song that recognizes it and sings about it and names it Uh, underneath this world of patriarchy that is all sex positive and you know sexuality is everything defining about relations so That's my little input about that. So we're going to shift gears here and move right into live uh, coverage of Alex's house concert last weekend, along with her encore, which she taught us how to sign before we did it. So enjoy, and I'll catch you at the end. Hold your man, will our paths ever cross again? It's so nice to hear your voice, see your face. I rejoice, sweet Germain. If this is the wrong key, it's been a long time. <laughs> One night I was going home, walking down a bleaker street. You there, your name came to me, it shined through me. I could meet sweet Germain. So before I lost my nerve, I swore back, went to your side. Men and motorcycles faced you, the not outpaced you, though they tried. I had just seen Jermaine on the Johnny Carson show the night before. And so I recognized her, she was wearing exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> And just as soon as I could speak, I asked, are you Jermaine Greer? You turned to me, smiled, blessing, yes I am, yes I was near, sweet Jermaine. Maybe someday you'll recall a sleeping baby on my arm. We shook hands to sisters meeting, and my greeting was, Right on, <laughs> Germain. Oh, Germain, will our paths ever cross again? It's so nice to hear your voice, see your face. I rejoice, sweet, sweet Germain. That's sweet. Germain. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's fabulous. Okay. 
Thank you so much. I remember watching that show with Jermaine on it, and I was married at the time, and I was in bed watching with my husband, and I thought, this is great. Oh, we listened to, listened to Jermaine on the radio before Johnny Carson. And she was saying things I had never heard before. She blew my mind. You know, the female eunuch had just come in. And afterwards, I asked Sam, my husband, I said, so what did you think of that? And I was thinking, it's so great. He heard this. I don't have to tell him what I just heard. It excited me. I said, so what did you think? He said, gobbledygook. And at that moment, I knew our paths were diverged. It's a revelation. The woman in your life will do what she must do. To comfort you, calm you down, and let you rest now. The woman in your life, she can rest so easily. She knows everything you do because the woman in your life is you. The woman in your life knows simply what is true. She knows a simple way to touch, to make you whole now. The woman in your life, she can touch so easily. She knows everything you do because the woman in your life is you. to do lesbian songs. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad. Hey, that was fair. That was wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. So it's a lesbian separatist song. 
Here we go. I don't know what it is that makes me love you so. I only do, I never want to let you go. Cause you started something, now don't you see? That I just really meant you had a hold on me. It happens to be true. I only want to be with you. Is that so terrible? I began to identify as a Jew, and I began to look at Yiddish, which is a great, great language. Yes. You know, uh, Hebrew is the most male-identified language in the world, so I've heard, whereas Yiddish is the most female-identified language. And why is this? Because Hebrew was taught to men in Europe, you know, right. Eastern Europe, and only to scholars, and only men could be scholars, so they didn't teach Hebrew to women. So as a result, Yiddish, the language of the home, became the language of women and fools. <laughs> as a result, there are more words in Yiddish to describe men as jerks and losers than any how many words are there for penis? About a million. And they're all derogatory. <laughs> so anyway, I learned some Yiddish songs in my communist, progressive Jewish camp that I went to when I was young. I was raised in a communist household, lucky me. Because I learned about so many things when I was growing up. And I knew about racism, I knew about you know, anti-Semitism, I knew about social justice and economic justice. So I went to this camp, and I learned a bunch of Yiddish songs. And I remember three of them. And I'm going to sing one of them for you. I actually remember four, but I'll sing this one for you. And this is about, um, it's Ata Zoi Neta Schneider. 
Why does the tailor sew so well? Ah, <laughs> hmm. uh, the tailor sews and sews all week for what? A coin with a hole in the middle. It's a Jewish irony. <laughs> Get a coin with a hole in the middle. All right. So, this is a song. This is a song that, that was brought over by immigrants from Eastern Europe, and uh, so they brought their culture with them in their song. So they brought this song over and they adapted it to the new world. So the song goes, "Why does a tailor sew so well? Well, in the old days, before the sit-down strike, we had to work 12 hours a day. We had to work from eight till eight. But ever since the sit-down strike, we only have to work. We don't have to do that anymore. Now, this was the strike, this was a struggle for the 10-hour day. So, so, okay, so this is Atta Joy Neta Schneider. Atta Joy Neta Schneider, Atta Joy Neta Gut. Atta Joy Neta Schneider, Atta Joy Neta Gut. Neta na neta ganze wach verdient a gilden mit a loch. Neta na neta ganze wach verdient a gilden mit a loch. Atta Joy Neta Schneider, Atta Joy Neta Gut. Atta Joy Neta Schneider, Atta Joy Neta Gut. Far on your neat hanker, dat hem nie gehelderd voor acht bis acht. Far on your neat hanker, dat nu nie. country and so everybody was afraid of spies <coughs> Russian spies everybody's afraid of spies us communists we were afraid of the FBI you know? <laughs> now, isn't it interesting how really? things have changed <laughs> <laughs> we're cheering the FBI we're cheering the government we're cheering the CIA <laughs> in the White House. <laughs> so, uh, anyway. So, back to 1952. You can't find it? No. Well, I'll have to remember. Make up a new one. All right, so this is a song about busybody, and I think it was Jerry Lewis's comment commentary on all the spying that was going on, every, all suspicion, everybody was suspicious of everybody else. So, and when we learned it, Elliot and I, we learned it from the record, and Jerry Lewis could sing, he sang it in three breaths, and we could too. When I was 12, I could do that. I'm not even close now, so I'll take a lot of breaths. I'm a little busybody, now I know it's very shy. I insist on knowing what is going on with everybody Cause I'm such a busybody, always spying, always prying I'll be fine, anyone to try and hide the facts from me Now Mrs. Jones is with her doctor And her pulse is fine, the clock her suddenly She sees me beating in the walls of friends I'm thinking Mrs. Jones is out sitting on the cottage She is sleeping cause her brakes are overhauling And her motor's always calling Mrs. Jones, you lost her gown You finally lost her trade and value now it comes to Mr. Clunk, he thinks that I'm a little punk. He's always keeping up with Jones, and while I'm at the telephone, I learned that he was disconnected. Soon the bill they won't collect, the sheriff's gonna take it back and brand new shiny Cadillacs. So, now I passed the 
Wonka's back. We're bound on blue and he just spread it out. I know he won't forget it. All the cabbage and Mr. Plunky fix it on the little punk. I got the bank of humans sweating better yet. They grabbed his television. Check it because I'm such a busy body. I'm a little busy body though. If you drink an extra toddy, I will spot it long before you've got it. I'll be going to your house and tell me close to your house. So I admit I am a mouse. It's so much fun to tell the neighbors that you're underneath the weather and they ought to get together using you as an example to the kids of I see you're off the wagon and you're ready to the track. Because you took an extra toddy and I'm telling everybody that you're more than tiny busy. Now I got you in the doozy because I'm such a little busy, little busy body. I'm in death at every party. You should hear the things I say when truth and consequences play. I say the age of Mrs. Dunn. I tell him she is 61 and then her face was lifted and her car was slightly shifted. There are couples kissing in the dark. I use my flashlight for a lock and Jonas hugging Mortimer and she's engaged. So Mr. Sure, I'm hiding in the custom and flash the light upon your face. Well, they are locked and fond of prison. Mr. Sure, the bricks are placed on such a busy body, breaking up a lovely party. <laughs> sitting on the scale and suddenly she's growing pale for in her haste it's so endearing I have got the neighbors cheering darling what a lovely way you weigh 180 yet you lift the pattern off the plate and then you bleed for more to eat you look just like a strange balloon that drifted to us on the moon and so just to check and just to see if there are secret web and that is how I come to know it all because I stick my nose in other people's dirty clothes I have these numbers by and I don't have the breath to say goodbye because I'm not the It was 1952. <laughs> I'll be going back to that at the end of the show. But now, just forge ahead with, um, hmm, I know, to 1973. Now that was the year of the big, the gasoline shortage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There were lines at the pumps yeah. and everything yes. was worried about including <coughs> the oil reserves and all this stuff and inflation and all. So I had a friend, this is just after I came out, and a friend of mine, um, actually Liza's uh, roommate, Penny, was straight at the time. And she would say to me, you know, Alex, I know you're a lesbian, and I believe that you maybe should be a lesbian. I said, fine. She said, it, as for me, I just, it just never happened to me. I just never felt that way. I said, fine. And she said, you know, I know you're sincere, and I know a lot of women really believe that, but I just never had those feelings. I said, fine. <laughs> okay, then I wrote her a song. And I like to think this had something to do with her coming out, because she's a lady. It's called Thoughts for Pennies. <laughs> Do you find the cost of loving climbing higher every day? Is inflation of someone's ego draining energies away? Is your woman's heart depleted? Loving comes and goes so fast. Well, has your fancy been mistaken? Has your romance been misplaced? Because you can't have fun like you have with a woman and whatever's done. Such a pity, how it's idiocy, it hurts so 
sing-along since you are such good singers and you seem to know some of my music so that's great. <laughs> so this is Crushes, which I wrote about the various crushes I had when I was young growing up until I learned to write songs individually. <laughs> this is a, a group song. <laughs> I young girl I was enchanted teach it to you. And those of you who know it, help out. And those of you who don't, I'd love you to sing along if you feel like it. The women I love truly. That's the first line. The women I love truly. I love to see. The women I love to see. I love, love me. The women I love, love me. The woman I love to be. The woman I love to be. Ha! 
girls adored our counselor. What's more to our delight? We whisper a secret fantasies beneath the covers nightly. Oh, you know the counselors were never supposed to hear.
experience in life. <laughs> I thought I knew it. <laughs> so what's this thing we're in for now? The women are creating out to be not the My radial witch. <laughs> All right, this is written. Mick Jagger wrote some girls. I wrote some boys. Only one. Maybe there's no harm done, but more than two. Like as not there.
used to be our answer. Paramon, there's so many codes for lesbians that I've heard that are really not explain a couple of things. Like when, when she shops at Tesco's in England, if any of you remember, I think it was 98 or something, that horrible homophobic uh, rule came down, Rule 28, I think, Law 28, to disbanish homosexuals. Mm. And there was a huge protest all over England against this, I forget what it was, some kind of law they were proposing, and in which they couldn't talk about homosexuals or anything. And so, you know, the English wrote the book on political action, I have to tell you. They know, they know that political, in each culture that I visited, it's interesting the different strengths of that culture reflect, of course, the strength of that country that they come from. So political action, they're the best. So what they did to protest, they, they had a big meeting of lesbians. There were hundreds of lesbians that came, and they all got t-shirts, lesbians revolt, lesbians this, lesbians that, all you know, written in big letters. And then after the conference, they all went shopping at Tesco's, which is a supermarket chain. <laughs> so if you can imagine all these dykes with these t-shirts pushing the carts down the aisle. So that's what, where that comes from. She shops at Tesco's. <laughs> so that, that was a little code. And in Perth, I heard this one, which I understand comes from New York. She dines at the Y. See, it took me months to figure that out. <laughs> and I want to tell you another story. How many of you have been to the Michigan Women's Music Festival? Alright, so you know that the closer you got to the land, the more lesbians you'd see. Yeah. And the gas stations and the restaurants and the rest <laughs> yeah. stops, everywhere around the land, lesbians, lesbians. So uh, this woman I know, she went, uh, she was in a restaurant on the way to Michigan, and she decided to, to ask the waitress a question. So she went up to the waitress and said, excuse me, have you noticed a lot of women who come in here lately who look like me? <laughs> and the waitress steps back, put her hands on her hip, and she said, as a matter of fact, I have noticed. A lot of women come in here look like you, and some even more so. <laughs> that became the code, more so. <laughs> and finally, well, she's a bowler. I have to tell you about bowlers. That's from Long Island. Uh, okay. A group of lesbians decided to bowl one night, so they all went bowling, and after they finished, they went to the diner to get something to eat. And you know how lesbians act when there's more than eight or ten of us? <laughs> we do the same thing, and it doesn't matter what country. We all do the same thing instinctively. We push the tables together, <laughs> have conversations, you don't pay attention to anybody else, finish each other's sentences. I mean, it's... All right, so these lesbians were in this diner, and this, and you know what? It's perfectly natural for us. This is what we do. We don't have to think about it. We just do it. But to some people, it's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a straight family sitting at the next table, right, Rex? Yeah. And they were getting freaked out. All these lesbians, table, backing away, <laughs> until they heard one of the women mentioned bowling, they had been bowling. Oh, they, oh, bowlers! Oh, they're bowlers! <laughs> 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 
International Lesbian Code. No matter what language you speak or understand, if you're out in the world with another lesbian and you spot a likely looking woman, doesn't matter what language you speak. You can always use the non-verbal International Lesbian Code goes like this. <laughs> Keep us apart, or mankind. 
keep us apart. We won. What I mean is we didn't get it Phoenix, Lisa, Phoenix. Oh, She's here. Yeah. 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 Thank you for doing this and having this place. It's so important for us to have a place yes. to get together yes. and to be yes. together. Oh, yes. You know, we can forget so easily mm -hmm. and get sucked into that horrible world out there. I mean, yes. some of it's okay, but um, let's remember what it's like to be with women, yes. female women. Yeah. So let's go back to 1949 again. Okay. The big hit that year, as I recall, was the Alphabet Song. Let's all sing. Oh, yes. oh, yeah. You're adorable, be you're so beautiful, see you're a beautiful charm. Engraved it on my little brain, and then when I came out, wrote Amazon. Uh, yeah. 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 So. I've been closing my show ever since, really, maybe 30, 40 years. I've been closing yeah. my show with this song, the Amazon ABC, based on the Alphabet song. So I was singing this song in Minneapolis in the 80s. A woman comes up to me after the show and she said, by the way, you know, you know the Alphabet song? I said, yes. Yeah. She said, you know my uncle wrote that song. <laughs> and he's gay. <laughs> She gave me his number and his address. I sent him an album. And I talked to him on the phone, and he loved the Amazon ABC. That's a little folk history for you. Okay, so I'm in Tampa a few years later. A woman comes up to me after the show. She said, did you base your song on a Girl Scout version of that? I said, no. And I, she sang it to me. I made her write down the words, because they were so great. She learned this version of the Alphabet song when she was a Girl Scout in Indiana at age 14. Oh. And so, if you have forgotten what you thought was funny when you were 14, this should bring some of it back. <laughs> wait, 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 let's do the Girl Scout version. Yeah, yeah. It goes, hey, you're an Amazon. B, you're a big baboon. C, you're a cootie full of arms. D, you're degenerate. E, you're effeminate. F, you're a fairy in my arms. G, you're a goosey goon. H, you're a hairy loon. I, you're an icky bicky boon. J, you're a jelly bean. K, you're a kidney bean. L, you're a Leslie bean too. M, O, P, I. Could go on all day. Q R S T alphabetically. You disgust me. You pick your nose in bed. V you're a vomit head. You see what I mean? It's so much fun to wander through the alphabet with you to tell you how you nauseate me. So thank you all. Thank you for coming here. Thank you for being lesbians. Thank you for sending good thoughts to all the women who need it, and sending scrambled eggs to the you know to those men. 
Just think scrambled eggs at them when they're talking. <laughs> it works, it works. Especially if, if you're in the same room. Scrambled eggs, mm -hmm. right at them. I've heard that. went on for a long time and we convinced her to do an encore to which she taught us the ASL for this song so we could do it with her. Here we go. If it wasn't for the women, women, we would not be living, living, we would not be joyful, singing, loving and beloved, women. Wasn't for the women. Sorry. Women out. We would not be living, living. We would not be Joyful, singing, loving and beloved, we 
so much. Oh. Right. My goodness. Alex Stopkin, thank you. Thank you for your commitment all these years to women and lesbianism and dykeness and for bringing that language so uh, beautifully and accessibly to so many women coming out. And thank you again to all the listeners this last hour and a half of a music hour, quote unquote, of women's liberation music. Thank you to Thistle and the Collective again for making these uh, periods of time possible for us to hear in the Femisphere. So next uh, time you hear me, it'll be in a couple weeks, and I will be focusing on music that is around the theme of male violence and its effect on women and women fighting back, women being affected and also women fighting back. Uh, send different angles around that. I want to leave us this hour as a transition uh, piece with a song by Emma's Revolution that just came across my attention recently, and it's called I Believe Her, and it's in uh, response to uh, Dr. Blasey Ford's uh, interrogation and her incredible courage to face the Senate in the nomination hearings about Kavanaugh. And probably by the time you hear this uh, next Monday, the hearings will be over and the votes will be done. And he, sorry to say, we know this, he'll likely be in there with his other fellow predators and um, male supremacists. So... I want to leave this song with you called I Believe Her, and there's apparently a video of it. Um, if you go to Emma's Revo- emmasrevolution.com slash believe her, you'll find the video, which is very powerful. And the, I, I guess they call it like a Twitter thing. I'm not sure. <laughs> Sorry. It's like a... Um, hashtag and then it says I believe her so whatever the significance of that is that's what it is and the the song is very powerful along with the the video so I hope you'll check it out okay take good care sisters it's so good to be with you again and stay strong and angry um and fierce and loving towards one another blessed be Turn the music loud I believe So no one could hear I I believe believe her Put his hands on her I believe Covered up her mouth I believe But the truth is out I believe
spoke out then. I believe she's speaking now. I believe I still believe. I believe her. I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe her. I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe